now time for an infinitely replayable edition of Game Pass or Pass. The podcast where you play games on Microsoft's Game Pass service tell you which games to pass into your friends and which games to just... What do you do in these games? You die? I like I. We've played so many roguelikes. I can't even come up with, come up with something clever. I was about to say like just just the intro like that could be any one of the fifty percent right. of the games we've played so far. Like we, know, we, we just, like we like a roguelike in this in in, in this uh, podcast. We rogue like it. I don't get it. That's got to be a podcast already, right? <laughs> of course. We rogue like it. That's got to be like that's that's. Wait. And if it's not, check out our new podcast. Yeah, we we rogue like it like coming it. soon, along next to Movie Pass or Pass in 2080. <laughs> All right. Tainted Grail Conquest. That's what we're here to talk about. I'm Corey. I'm joined by the man, the myth, the legend, Basher. I, I think I'm pretty real at this point. Like, we're a few episodes in. I think they know I'm really here. If, they, if you don't think I am really here, then. What if you maybe weren't, I'm though? Not. What, if I've, what if I've been talking to myself this whole time using a voice changer? Listen, six cents, make the movie. Let's do it. All right, here you go. We are here to talk about Tainted Grail. I said that already. This is, okay. Normally, this is the point of the episode where I'd be like, hey, go go rate us and all that. We've already done that. I want to get to this description. I'm going to read this description from start to finish. Okay? Oh, man. Here we go. This, this, this is my favorite part of the podcast. I'm not going to lie to you. The, the cold read of the, of the uh, description. A unique, infinitely replayable, story-driven hybrid between a deck-building roguelike and an RPG game. Explore the ever-changing maps, fight with deadly enemies, and learn what happened to the cursed island of Avalon. That's the island's name? That's it. That, that, I, I, that's the whole description. I don't know. Are we for this or against this? <laughs> you know what? That's probably one of the best brief overviews <laughs> in terms of like it it, it 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 tells you what it gives the game play breakdowns uh, features rather and then it tells you a bit about the land that i didn't even know about i didn't, i know this game had a story to it to be honest with you but look look at there it's right there in the description yeah it's it, it's very like diablo-esque to me like it's sort of there in the background like you're not really there for it but it gives you it gives them an opportunity to make the art basically like the story exists so that way you can make the art that's how i how i look at it so that's how it should be now i'm going to say hey if you're listening to us why don't you go rate us on your favorite podcast service uh it really does help i promise you it does so we hit, we're hitting like 24 reviews on apple and um, i haven't checked out spotify in a while so um you can also shoot us a text message which we will have one at the end of this episode <laughs> What's our number? 574-651-9256. Tainted Grail, available on PC Game Pass as well as Xbox One and Xbox Series X and S. It is single player. does have optimized. Nope. It does have support for Xbox Series X and S. Also has variable refresh rate. Um, so it is supporting the VRR standard. Might want to turn that on for this one. This one's a little choppy on the console. Actually, I'm going to preface this by saying, hey, maybe play this on PC. We'll get to that. So, uh, like I said, this is a roguelike game, uh, normally priced at $19.99. And is that it? Why am I, what am I missing? What am I, I don't know what I'm missing. Tainted Grail Conquest. Let's talk about it. First of all, fantastic title. I mean, really nailed it with that one. Tainted Grail colon. Conquest. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, I, I don't know what we're conquering. I'm, it's not the Tainted Grail. I don't think I even see the Tainted Grail. Um, 
But this is definitely one game that <clears throat> I was going just. It was a week of me just downloading everything, and as you can, you you'll be able to tell by the next game we talk about. <laughs> I, I, like if, if if it was new this week, I was playing it, and this is going to be an interesting one for me because I have no idea what your thoughts are about this one. Usually, we have a brief, very brief, like uh, whether I like it or whether I like it or don't. Uh, text back and forth, but this one I I, I don't know what you're thinking. Uh, I will say for myself, starts off in a very uh, I would almost equate it to a Dark Souls ish start, and only in the sense that it doesn't tell you a whole lot, and I kind of wish it did. <laughs> yes, yeah, it's it's a little like I don't think if. Even from the screenshots, you can kind of tell what kind of game it is, but kind of can't. Yeah, like you. Even when you start playing it, you're just like, "What am I doing exactly?" Right, <laughs> and and the reason for that is is because like it is it is like a a Slay the Spire or um what's that one that you liked? Um, Monster Train. Monster Train. Yeah, it's very much in that vein. But those games, you go from battle to battle, and this this is like it starts out. And it's almost like a like a third person perspective, but not really like it's behind the shoulder ish. <laughs> like, yeah, but it's like also, they, it's also not isometric and like, it's not click to move. It's full, like, you know, W A S D or joystick. Which really threw know, me like, off for some reason. I don't know why that threw me off so hard, but yeah. like just the moving, like it's not smooth. Third person thing. It's just yeah. strange to me because you can't just move wherever you want in a map. It's a, uh, so, 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 so you start in a village, right? You leave this village, which is very Diablo esque, by the way. Absolutely, like it, it's just like, oh, there's there's some empty spaces here. I wonder if someone's going to be there. Also, here's the one guy. Like, <laughs> right, exactly. And then okay. along the way, you're going to find more and more guys. And they, as they come back to the village, oh look, that empty house is no longer empty. It's a blacksmith. We've been right. here before. I still like it. It is a, <laughs> it, 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 it is a gameplay cliche that I still appreciate, especially. And I think this game does it in a way where it actually makes it a little bit more um, interactive in a way because there are certain NPCs that come back to the village only if you meet them a certain amount of times and, fill f- and fulfill certain requirements. Right. So I think that added more depth to the what we already know. And, and, and that's something I... I kind of felt throughout the gameplay experiences where it's an amalgam of a few different gameplay designs. And it just says, let's add a little bit here and there to make it just that much more unique of an experience. I what I'll, I like it, but what I'll say is I don't think that the unique factors are always um, positive. Like it's it, it sometimes it feels like it's being different for the sake of being different, um, which is fine. Like it, far more positive than negative for me. But well, I'm going to start off with like my biggest gripe with the game. And it's not really against the game. It's that the console version sucks. Um, did you play on PC? I'm assuming I played on both. OK, console version sucks. Yo. Um, <laughs> the it looks OK, but it runs like trash. The frame rate is extremely unstable, Multiple even with crashes. the VR. Yeah, even with a VRR display. It, it bad, 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 um, not smooth. And you can't use the D pad 
to select things. The D-pad is like a like almost like a hot key or like one of them is like a help menu. Like very, very bad. And this is a game where you want to be moving around quick. Like picture having to play Tetris with a joystick for those people that have not played this. Like that's that's how it feels like. Wait a minute. Like, no, this is not okay. Especially when you have a D-pad right there. I cannot tell you how many times I pressed right on the D-pad and pulled up this freaking menu that I have no idea what it is. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, still, I still know what it is. I think I have to uh, press the other button for the main menu. Yeah, it, it, it's real bad. Um, enough that like I was like, like I don't, I don't know if I want to keep playing this kind of thing. Uh, and then I, I mean, switched to PC and immediately was like, okay, this is good. Like, <laughs> I mean, just, I mean, just the menu parts alone is 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 enough that need to mention that needs to be working. I think. I mean, I, I would, I would honestly say I played a good hour or so of this game before i was like oh that's where my items are yeah i it's you like, had to tell me about one of them <laughs> i didn't even yeah. know there was an inventory so like it, yeah. there's an absolute inventory in this game in the game and, and that's what i mean by dark souls-esque because it just doesn't tell you things you shouldn't know so so when i say dark souls-esque that's that, that's not positive for you souls fans <laughs> that's uh yeah it, it's definitely something that a lot of mechanics and Tainted Grail go unspoken and it's something you have to just figure out and it's the most basic of things and it creates for a much, much more difficult experience to an already pretty difficult experience. Right. And it's, I think you kind of said this, but like what I think the difference is, is that Dark Souls does it on purpose. I think this is just a lack of time um, and, and polish kind of thing. So which you kind of said, but whatever point is um, play it on PC. That's, that's what we'll say. And even with that, like you said, it's, you, you're going to have to kind of play around with it for a while until you can really, things start clicking for you. Um, but what is this game though? So like the, my, I'll, I'll tell you my trajectory of this game. So I walked out into that little open world. So like it, yep. it has, it has the same, like, you know, picture like a monster train or a, a slay the spire and like you you pick your different paths right like you can go left you can go right if you you know there's certain things that you can go to that you don't have to go to like sometimes when you you split that diverging path it's like okay i can go up here and i can get to the boss faster but if i walk around over here i might go get into a fight and they might be hiding an item or maybe they're guarding some treasure or something like that so it's it's strange in that it really gives you freedom of like how do you want to tackle this do you want to keep fighting or you can go straight to the boss he's right over there kind of thing and that's, I still don't know how I feel about that, honestly. Like, uh, I, I, I definitely grew to respect it a lot more when I realized what it was doing. Because before I realized that I can just go to the boss whenever I wanted, it created, right. like, when I realized that, rather, I figured out that I can really just kind of grind out here. And it's, and it's something that a lot of these games don't let you do in 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 a sense like like a, in a monster train you can't really grind your way to the boss like you just on to the next yeah, stop you, you kind of can like kind of yeah because when you when you have like a diverging path it's like okay I can get like a free spot exactly. here by going to the store you know like and that you don't really have to worry about that in this so exactly and uh, the other game we did uh, that we played a. Darkest Dungeon, I think it's called. No, no, no. I forgot the name of that game. Uh, something with the darkness, whatever. Crypt of the Crypt of the. Yeah, that thing. That thing. Dead. Dead. It, Curse of the Dead Gods. Yeah, we get, we did it, guys. We made I did it. it. 
but it, it did the same thing. A lot, a lot of those games do it where it's like, do you want to, do you want the the easy reward? Or do you want to grind for more XP or whatever? Um, Inscription did the same thing too, which I mm-hmm. must play. By the way, I did appreciate again the slight unique twist on this, where it's like you can just grind. You can beat every single enemy on this small map before getting to the boss if you want to. But if you think you're already ready for the boss, you can go straight to the boss. And that risk reward, I think, is I found it to be super challenging and super rewarding at the same time. Yeah, it's it, it's really unique. Um, what we haven't even talked one major aspect. This is a class based card game, like, which is kind of strange. Base card based deck building rogue like, <laughs> and so it is kind of. It's kind of fun. I, listen, I'm, yeah, like, no, I'm kind of amazed that it works. It's I'm cool, kind of but yeah, but like that's exactly what it is. It's like I my my first time through, like the first time I I, I got into a battle, like I, I I go into the open world. I still don't really know what the candles do, like the torches, oh, whatever uh, you call them. Like I understand uh, the, that that they they light the, the 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 fog or whatever, but why do I care? The fog, uh, it's like. When you when you're in the fog, you get random battles, basically. You do. Yeah. So if you stay in the fog, you get higher chance of meeting certain NPCs and enemies along the way, uh, 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 along with uh, unavoidable obstacles. So you might lose some health over it because you tripped over something, or you might lose some money because something robbed you, or this, that, and the other. That never happened to me. Oh, you lucky son of a gun. Like, like, I wonder if, like, did I turn on, like, accessibility or something? I got, oh, you know what I did? Maybe. I don't know. Th- there was an accessibility because one thing I noticed, like, when you're in the fog, it is, like, annoyingly, like, blurry. And yes. I turned off the blur. So maybe that Ooh. turned off that aspect. I don't, maybe. I, that never happened to me. Um, so, yeah. No, I ever only, like, went to things purposely. So that that's kind of strange. I don't know if I would like that. But whatever. Teach his own, I guess. I guess not teach his own. I don't know what happened. So whatever um but the class that they give you is more like a traditional like warrior so it's it's very kind of straightforward and it's a card game and i tend to not play card games that way i tend to be like a more i I want a little bit more of a strategic battle versus like brute force so i didn't bounce off of it but like the first couple rounds i was like okay like this is i i see what you're doing here like you're putting the cards out you know, you get better cards as you keep battling every level that you gain, you get some new cards. And then even so there's like your in-game level. And then after that, there's like the overall world level. So then you get unlocked. Like you're always unlocking stuff. It's got that carrot on the stick. And I'm like, okay, I'm into this. But it really didn't click for me until I got the mage. Like the mage is when I was like, okay, like I'm I'm in now. Like I'm I'm digging this. Yeah, I think I think that's gonna be true for a lot of people. That first the worst part about the experience for me is that first class. Uh, it, it, it's a real rough going. It's nothing that first class, I think, it, I think it's called the warrior or barbarian or something. Um, I, yeah, they, they've got weird names. I couldn't tell you. Yeah. Like that first class is just, it really just kind of sucks <laughs> and, it, and it creates for such a, a hard experience. And when you finally, and again, your XP actually saves from run to run to run. So as you, play through and get beat up by that first uh with that first class you start unlocking characters anyway so for me it was the i think it was the wyvern class 
That sounds right. The one like there's there's a class that that uses monsters uh, to fight and protect himself and yeah that's that, me, that's what I was talking about yeah yeah so like that, that that so once I got that class I'm like oh this is I, I'm rolling downhill now like like there's there's a lot of cool combo like and that's the other thing too like the the deck building is I I would say it's well done because there's a lot of just for, ridiculous combos that you can find and, and make with your deck that make you unstoppable compared uh, depending on what kind of kind of class you are and since there's over nine classes i want to say there, there's quite a few I, I i never even checked out any of the other ones honestly like I, that's not true i tried the third one that you unlock which is is kind of like a hybrid between the two it's, it's a little bit of brute force as well as using monsters but they don't really have like the totems and stuff like that like it's, right it's not about building up your your monsters kind of thing. Um, it's more about just summoning powerful things that have, that have like abilities, I guess you could say. Um, so yeah, but no, like I'm with you, like that second class is, it's just far more strategic and it gives you that sense of, I have these basic cards, but if I know how to use them, I can do cool things. And yeah, absolutely. That's like, yeah, that's when like Slay the Spire really clicks for me. Is that the the basic class of like, yeah, I can get through this, but I, I want it to where like when I look at my hand and it's like, OK, like I'm going to combine these in a way that like an average person, I shouldn't say an average person, like someone who hasn't played the game yet or is just starting out is not even going to think about. And then you start getting those combos in your head like, oh, crap, like I should have done this or I could have done this. And then it just kind of keeps building on itself. And then you, you start unlocking new cards and all that. And it's it's got that 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 treadmill that very satisfying card game treadmill in it and that's that's when it started clicking for me i lost like a good you know morning and an afternoon to it that day oh oh absolutely and, and that's why i've and that that was my favorite part about this experience of, of, of like that's why i like playing these 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 type of games these smaller games these random games because it really i really started this game off not enjoying myself <laughs> Like I really not did not enjoy the experience, and I was probably about 20, 30 minutes in, just like this is this is just not clicking. I don't I don't get why it's so difficult. I don't like. Am I supposed to beat this thing? Because it's definitely not ever going to happen. But then you unlock the first class. You start understanding how these cards work. You start unlocking uh, meeting meeting NPCs and uh, growing your uh, your village and, and building that is. And all of a sudden, it becomes this this really unique experience that really combines all of the different aspects of these other games very well. Like I, I'm, I'm, I'm very surprised that it does that. Uh, and and I actually do really love the aesthetic as well. I I, I like this kind of uh, almost dark folklore world that they built. And just do, however, just due to the their budget of this game, it, it doesn't really, it doesn't look as the greatest. It doesn't obviously perform the greatest, but they really did put some effort into just how the, the story is presented and what it looks like. Because these 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 characters and stuff, they they look kind of cool. Like, yeah, it's. I think it lacks diversity. Um, that's that's not what I wanted to say. Um, <laughs> What did I want to say? It needs more black people. I agree. <laughs> um, so there's, is there four or five? I don't remember. Four or five different areas that you kind of walk through. Everything does kind of look the same. Like 
the 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 strong part is is all the monsters look unique, but all the environments look right very much the same. So I agree in that like it it it's very unique. Like it 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 has its own art style. It has its own creative um you know presence in it. But the environments do look all the same, and that that wore on me just a little bit because I felt like I was kind of going from the same area to the same area. They they mixed it up a little bit by adding different um obstacles and stuff like that like like you know different bodies of water or it'll look slightly different like the fog and the trees will look slightly different but it all kind of looks the same um but yeah like i'm with you in that it 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 strikes like the faces of all the people are kind of the same but everything that they're wearing is all unique so it it hits that fantasy you know whatever you want to call it fantasy desire that i think most people would have um, for that reason. And it's, yeah, my biggest thing is, is the performance, but it looks nice. Yeah. All, all around. This is, uh, it's, I can't, I can't, uh, say enough just how I, I feel like we're struggling to find things wrong. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, cause again, like the, the, the wrong things I think come from just lack of budget. I right. think and budget and time. I think I think if this had a Slay the Spire Monster Train budget and team behind it, it would be like honestly for me it would be game of year contender. Like that's how that that's how much I think the basic mechanics of this game really shine. I mean, I tried out five of the characters and they all have something super unique and powerful that you can do with them. Which is Nuts considering you look at a game like like, like Monster Train that has, and I, I think it started with three different. Yeah, uh, Yeah, and, and you were promised the, uh, I think the DLC was coming for like two more. Like this. Yeah, the, I know came, the fourth one came out, but I, the fifth one, I don't know if it ever did. I'm sure it did, but I don't know. Hopefully, because it's a great yeah. game. But this, this came out the bat with like nine fully right. playable characters. I'm just like, and they all just, each one got better. Than the last one for me. I, I set up with the Wyvern just because I was comfortable with it. But there's a Blood Mage there, and the Blood Mage is hecka strong. And like you can just start steamrolling. Like, and, and that's the best part about these games. Like is when you figure out the when you, when you can see the code in the matrix and you just start steamrolling and that and and, and once that started happening, I'm just like, yeah, this this is a game I, I'm gonna actually keep installed. So I guess you can answer this better than I like where I could see the seams starting to fall apart for me. And that's, and that, that's probably a little extreme. I, I got through the second area and I hit the third. And like, when I hit that third area, like I got destroyed. Like it, it, the ramp up is, is harsh. And my question would be is, I think we're something like a Hades or a, um, Curse of the Dead Gods, those aren't card battlers, but they are roguelikes. I guess I guess something like a Slay the Spire would be more adequate of. I feel like everyone I have a chance. Right. I, is I don't know if I ever felt that way with this game, and but I could not determine if it was because I was underleveled or because I just didn't understand the mechanics yet. I think it's probably both. <laughs> I think um, it's the former. I, th- I, I again, going back to the Souls-esque, like this, I feel like this. I feel like they want to beat you down some in this game. Like again, like like fair warning. Like again, like your first 
few runs this game, you're not going to have fun. <laughs> but but I guess like but my I guess in that I, I, is that regard, a good thing? I don't know. Well, no, but I, it's I, it's more I, as like it, yes, it beats you down, but these runs are long too. Like, yeah, they are extremely long. I, I, you're talking if you have a good run hour probably. Yeah. So yeah. and you can save and everything, but that that's where I, I was starting to just be like, okay, like, am I? I don't want to say like, am I wasting my time because I had a great time, but. Could could I have actually completed that third act or did I need to unlock more things before, you know, it would did, did I need to unlock better cards kind of thing? Because some of the cards come through the leveling up of the of the overall level of the game. So then there's also like, you know, we talked about the we didn't really talk about the inventory, but there is an inventory that you can sort of boost your not your stats, but your what do you want to call it? Um, your equipment stuff. <clears throat> yeah. Like, it's because, yeah, because it doesn't like it's not like a straight up armor. Like it doesn't, like you don't take less hits sometimes. I guess you do, but you get like a, an HP bonus or something like all your monsters get plus 10% HP, something like that. Um, and that stuff helps like a lot. And so I'm, I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, am I just like, do I just have to wait until I get the better stuff before I can beat the third act, which is fine. But with these runs being an hour plus long, sometimes I'm just like, man, this is rough. Like, like that's where the adventure game comes in. It really wants you to explore. Trust me, when I say explore the world, don't picture. It's not Skyrim, like yeah, yeah. It it it, it it's a small it's it's a small uh, map with different twists and turns. Um, that's why it really wants you to explore the area and meet the NPCs and grow your NPCs because that's when you're supposed to have, or rather, when you want to have your your uh equipment be able to hold up to three different three or four different uh enchantments you want your 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 weapon to hold three or four different enchantments you want to be able to afford that many you really want to go into battle stacked after about your third or fourth run right and that's where it starts to again you start to see the seams a bit because i think a better a better paced game would get you there without having to feel that sort of grind and and in a way to again to kind of make the experience longer or even more or maybe to have it feel like there's more depth to it they i feel like there's an added feature where they want you to do all this adventuring as well just to level up your character just so you could beat the game it's like I think it could have been a better way to do that for sure. Yeah. Just with there being so many classes, like it's, it's not a bad thing that it's, it's, it's got a lot of gameplay time. Like that's not bad. It's just, it's something that stuck out to me. I'm just like, like this, this is a commitment. Like this is a real commitment and that's, that's fine. I just wasn't anticipating it kind of thing. So I guess know that going in, if you want to check it out kind of thing, but no, I mean, but like there, there's no glaring things other than the performance that I can really, like I'm running on a 3060 Ti, so nothing amazing. But at 1440p, if I max it out, I was constantly dipping from like 50 to 70 frames. And that's the game doesn't look good enough for it to do that kind of thing. <laughs> no, um, I agree. Yeah, and it, like like it doesn't look bad, but it, it does. You know, it's not Metro Exodus. You know, um, so it's that's really my only gripe with it. But I mean, I I can't really think of anything else that that really upset me about it, kind of thing. Plus, it's only twenty dollars. Like what? <laughs> Like even if you don't have Game Pass, what are you doing? Like it's yeah, it's 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 a, it's a no. What I, I guess what the, it goes without saying, it's a fun experience. Uh, pass it on to your friends and get, sure. it's it's a it's a really 
interesting, unique take on the genres, if you will. Yeah, one, one of the easiest passes I think we've had in a long time. So a good pass, I guess you could say. One of the easiest good passes we've had in a long time. But good thing because we got a question. And you can write us and send us a question, too, if you'd like. 574-651-9256. In the news, a lot of stuff's been going on. Sony's released some, uh, they talked about their new PlayStation Plus. You got Microsoft, they're going to be doing an event on the 12th of uh, June coming up here real quick. Starfield got pushed, so we, we there's a lot going on. But always, it's always in the background, Activision and Microsoft. That That is expected to close next June, not this June. But the FTC is taking a look at it. And so there's been some news about it. And we were asked, um, NYC is suing Activision, says Bobby Kotick was unfit to negotiate the Microsoft deal and that the deal was rushed to get him out, get him and the board out of danger of lawsuits over how they handled and mis. Again, do people not read proofread? Basically, Activision is being sued by the New York, uh, New York City. What do we think about it? Um, so basically, I also want to say, I've said basically a lot. I think it's it's a good time just to check in on this deal because a lot has happened. When, when this deal first came out, you and I were basically, I got to stop saying that word. We were on the fence about it. We weren't super for it. We weren't super against it. Call of Duty was up in the air of whether it was going to be exclusive or not. We went with the fact that it's going to be, it's no longer going to be, it, it will not be exclusive. So there's just a lot of things have changed. You know, Game Pass is still doing its thing. So how are we feeling about this whole deal? Do we think it's going to go through? Why do we think it was made, et cetera? Let's talk about it. It's definitely going to go through after some... Uh, <clears throat> it's going through. More, yeah. After <laughs> some more paperwork and money exchanges hands, it's going through. Yeah, it's going through, guys. I don't know. And why did it go through? Like, New York City's right. Bobby Kotek was in Activision. We're all going, about to get... The butts handed to them by some by some uh, allegations. So like, just cash out and leave now. Get, get your billion dollars and walk away. Makes sense. Um, and then, and then also another thing about this deal is people think Microsoft been knocking on Activision's door. Like Activision put Activision went on the block by themselves. Right. Activ- Microsoft just, Microsoft just had the money to do it. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, I agree. Yeah. Sony had it too, but like. A lot yeah, of people had did, it. Did they though? Like a lot of people had it. Yeah, but I guess they didn't want to put it up. And which I, I I agree. Yeah, I the deal's going through. There's there. I I do not see any scenario where this is stopping. And part of that is is the the Call of Duty. Microsoft will do whatever they have to to make this deal go through. If that means that Call of Duty Call of Duty is not exclusive, that's fine. Like it. This is about money. Like this is not a console war thing. This is about money. They will do whatever they can to own those IP and do whatever they want with them. That being said, I am far less comfortable with this, with this deal than I was. Like originally, I was like, "Fine, whatever, it happens." Um, but as more and more studios are getting gobbled up, like you know, um, Square Enix just sold off the Tomb Raider people, Crystal Dynamics. They sold we off the. We could have bought that one. It was on a blockchain. Yeah, we should have. What are we doing? Um, more and more studios are just being bought. Like Tomb Raider just got sold. Deus Ex got sold. Bungie went to Sony. Like. It hindsight is 2020 on this one, but I'm starting to feel like Microsoft saw blood in the water and, and this was not even with the, um, the Activision deal. Like this goes, this goes back to the, the Bethesda deal of just like, 
they clearly saw blood in the water of where this where this is going. They looked at stuff like Netflix and stuff like HBO and AT&T Warner and they're they're looking at it and saying we need to own as much of this as possible because it's very quickly going to be content is going to be far more expensive and valuable than it used to be. Because of stuff like Game Pass, Sony is now launching their their PlayStation Plus service and I I I'm not mad at them for doing it like they're a business but I don't like it. Like I'm, it makes me uncomfortable how big they are getting and how quickly. How big Microsoft is getting in terms of being a publisher? Yes. I mean, it's, it was, uh, I think I was leaning more against it than you were in the beginning for that very reason. I was not, I was never excited for any, okay. So if you didn't know, I'm the PlayStation fanboy here. Shocker. Right? Shocked Pikachu face. Again, I purchased a PS5. I sold it, got an Xbox Series X because there's nothing <laughs> on a PS5. There will be there will there will be nothing on a PS5. I'm not mad at it. Sony make better games. It's fine. Make better games soon and you'll you'll get a, a purchase out of me. That said, even as someone who owns Xbox Series X and loves Game Pass, uh the idea that Microsoft bought up all this real estate in the game is just, I was never okay with it. It just, it just breeds more and more, uh, well, rather less and less creativity overall throughout, throughout the, throughout the industry at, cause we had, we have this, we have this, this conversation at one point where, I said it was, it's crazy how I have not purchased not 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 just purchased not now not only have I not purchased I'm not played a single Ubisoft EA game in a long time Assassin's Creed Madden whatever uh, Battlefield whatever piece like whatever they making I don't play Need these games speed. anymore Need for Speed. Watchdog, I do not play these homogenized AAA experiences anymore. They, they, they're, they're all this. They're, they're very much similar with the AAA production values and whatnot, and I don't get any, I don't get a lot from them. And as a gamer, I'm just not getting a lot out of these big publishers. So what is, and what and what does Microsoft do? They become the biggest publisher, <laughs> and it's like right. It's like. And what is Microsoft also known for? Not doing creative things. <laughs> so it's like, it does so, like it's not even like you're going to buy all these. It would be one thing I feel if Microsoft were to go around buying up all this real estate and then really re, and then really invest in. Because listen, you buy Activision, right? What's something a lot of people always say? You make billions of dollars from from, from Call of Duty every year. Use that to make something cool and new again. That's not going to happen. They don't care about doing that. We're getting the same games, if not less of the same games, or or more homogenized experiences still. When you buy up the competition, you create a sea of just blandness. And, I, and I'm not looking forward to it. And I was just never excited for it. So, like... For for the people that are hoping that New York State somehow gets involved, like they won't. 
Like this is this is going through, and you. I, they say now Call of Duty won't be exclusive, but that that might be true. Right, but that that doesn't mean that that means that Call of Duty whatever is exclusive, but they can make their own Call of yeah. Duty. Yeah, and yeah, like. So yeah, like maybe like, the big game is not exclusive, but how long is it going to be the big game when they start releasing the exclusive only? Like, right. Like, so like, so yeah. It's it's just and, and then so like so so the issue then becomes, what's the only way to compete then? Well, right, and that's I'm just going to buy up a bunch of stuff now too, and it's like this is not how. It's unfortunate. Well, even, even, even Sony's Microsoft, doing it though. Like Sony bought yeah. Bungie, and they specifically said that they're doing multi-platform stuff. And that's where, like, that's where I draw the line. I'm just like, then why are you buying them? Like, <laughs> like what? Like with Bungie, it sort of makes sense because they are like the original MMO that's not an MMO game. In a, I mean, I guess you could say Guild Wars is technically that, but let's say the first popular one. Like the original Destiny was a very revolutionary idea. Oh, um, shots fired. Guild Wars 2 isn't popular? <laughs> I, I think it is, but I, I couldn't tell you how much. It very but, is. Like, like that original, like, we're going to take DLC and basically turn it into a service. Like, DLC was a service, but that's what that's what Bungie did. But they screwed it up many times, but they finally got there, but they have the most experience. And everything is games as a service now. So from a strategic standpoint, I sort of understand Sony going after that, saying, like, we want to make all our games games as a service. Like, how can we turn Gran Turismo into a good games as a service? And it seems like a no brainer, right? But unfortunately it's not the way it works and that you have to try stuff and usually you have to fail before that. But if you can skip some of those failings, like how many times did Bungie fail before they finally got it right? 10 years. Like I think you could argue they just now finally got it right. I mean, the entire life cycle of destiny one. <laughs> right. And a lot of destiny two as well. So I get that one, but when you start buying these studios, especially Microsoft, and they're like, oh, we're going to be multi-platform. I'm just like, what do you gain other than the 30%? Like, yes, you'll make more money, but who cares? Like, it's it starts not making sense to me. And to me, it it, it becomes off as more monopolistic. And it's just like, you're doing this because you're Microsoft and that's what you do. And you can point the finger at many other corporations that do the exact same thing of just like buying up the market. Amazon, Amazon's king of this, like Amazon basics. All that is, is they found that the, the most popular item and they bought it out. That's, that's literally what Amazon basics is. And it's terrible. It's bad for it. it it's, it's great for consumers pockets, but it's bad for competition kind of thing. It's. And yeah, I mean, I mean, I, I've said it before in the show, uh, Microsoft has, long 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 time ago lost and gave up the fight in terms of beating sony or nintendo in, in the creativity market so this is the this this, this has always been the long-term play because this is how microsoft moves as a company i'm not saying that's a i'm not saying they're an evil where they just boycott them like they, they it's business it's fine like i'm not i'm okay i'm okay with this i'm an adult Make right. like like do make more business moves. That's fine. I, I'm it, okay it, with it. It's this. not going to be solved in our lifetime, so I'm going to be the bad guy, and I guess I'm going to support Microsoft and Game Pass. Like, <laughs> so no, it, it, at the end of the day, it's still an amazing service. Right. So as long as it stays an amazing service, this little you can really complain about. Um, what what need what needs to happen is 
Nintendo and Sony, I feel like, because Sony, Sony's thing is now, I feel like, well, what can we buy? Or what can we get on the market? Where really what they need to focus on is making those cool games again. Because right. again, like when, when you look at, like, look, look at a game like Elden Ring, it just outsold the last Call of Duty in less time. Like, and that was a niche title on your PlayStation 3. Like, you have the capability of... of, of it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's the right people and the right jobs. Like, it's people that can identify that. And that's what Sony did with the PS4. No one does that better than Sony. Right. So just well, do They do used that. to, but... <laughs> right, exactly. So <laughs> but yeah, it's... I don't know, it's... I, I don't want to repeat myself, but hindsight's 2020. Like I'm still, I was, I wasn't comfortable with it then, but it, I cared a little bit less. I was just like, whatever, like it is what it is. But the fact that it's, that they're going multi-platform to me, is just like, it's again, it, it, it weirdly makes it worse. Like I'm not someone that like that champions exclusivity of just like, well, this is how it should be. Like exclus- exclusivity is dumb in many ways, but it also, it, it's a product of of the industry in many ways. Like it's just it's what used to sell. Like how do you get people to buy your console? You have to give them exclusives, and it worked for Sony and the PS4, and it, it Microsoft tried it with 360, but it's just like it it no longer like we're very quickly switching to services. Like services is is the future, and so it made sense. Like you're going to keep it exclusive to keep it on your service, but now that it's multi platform, it's just like okay, so it's also going to be on the competition, and I understand that it's still is to push your service, but then it's also just like, then just, just don't buy it then. Like just do a deal for call of duty that year to be on game pass. Like I don't, that's the part I don't understand. And I, I say that as a, I, I understand it's about money, but again, blood in the water style of just like, you're trying to gobble this industry up and it's very concerning. And then what I'll also say is Microsoft, bro, how is it 2022? And you just push the only two exclusives you have for the year out of this year. I want to say this as someone who got my Xbox Series X for free. Not even for free. I got paid to, to get it. Uh, you're, we are fools for owning next-gen titles. Next-gen well, yeah. consoles. Yeah, I have we are, both we are of fools. Them. Yeah, and I'm like, uh, <laughs> my PS5 is- has not been turned on in like three months like my friend is selling his to he's trying to sell his to me and my cousin right now like he does like it's unfortunate how sad of a console generation we are in it is embarrassing like this is the worst console generation of all time and in all in in all the while we have mega mega companies and publishers becoming the biggest publishers of all time I don't publish still games. putting out nothing <laughs> right I, I don't that's the part that i don't understand and the joke for microsoft for a long time has always been we'll wait till next year you know like <laughs> right. that's like and but i'm gonna make this joke again but i'm gonna say like no like this is the year like in terms of in terms of the future like microsoft started their buying spree in like what 2018 2019 and uh it probably started in like 2017, but it really picked up in that 2018, 2019. And it's just like a lot of your studios already had games in, you know, in production, like Psychonauts 2 was already a game in production. Ninja Theory was still doing doing their own thing. Playground is making Fable, but they were still making Forza Horizon. So like 
you had a lot of these companies that had just shipped games, uh, Wasteland, uh, what in Exile had just shipped that. So like, but now you're on the back end of this and Starfield is like your big Bethesda title, but like you still got id doing stuff. You got, you know, then you had arcane that was doing um, PS five exclusive. So it's just like, there's been enough time for most of these things that your studio should now start producing things. Like we should start being able to see what's actually being made. And Instead, we got a year of you literally have nothing coming out. So and you brought I, up all these smaller studios, right. too. Like, because my thing is, like, Bethesda got Bethesda pushes game. That's who who cares? That's, that's what they do. Sure. Bethesda, right. they, Naughty yeah. Dog, uh, Rockstar, they always push their big titles. Like, it never, it never, it's never released on the day. Uh, it's almost expected at this point. However, during your E3 four years ago, you talked about how you purchased 70 different indie studios. Where are these games? Right. Like, 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 which, I mean, like, if, if, if they're making Game Pass bigger, should yeah. be lit with brand new games every week by the, by the number of studios you've purchased. The only thing I can think of, like, are they really giving like teams like in exile and, um, I can't think of the the like the contrast team. What the hell's the name of that team? Oh, uh gonna drive me nuts. Right. Are, are they giving Undead Labs like like triple A money? Like listen, we, we know what happens when you when a big studio buys you. You don't make your own games anymore. You make the other games. They're right. probably making Call of Duty and Star Citizen. They're probably yeah. making some port or something. It, 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 it's 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 sad is but, like, but, affairs, like, but, but what how... if they're not like what like what if what if we're getting please a triple a game please from in exile like that's what i'm saying like i'm that's where i'm confused i don't understand microsoft's strategy here other than like let's buy things and just, right you have to get from us now and and that's that's where i'm confused like we still have not seen the fruit of the labor but like if if this next showcase like this showcase needs to be the showcase not only do we need to see stuff we need to see the strategy here it, it, and we it, need it to won't. see it What's coming out? When it's it coming out? Nope. Uh, yeah, and, and what I'll say to to cap off this this discussion, Halo Infinite. <laughs> Ooh, that's trash. I hope it's not like that. <laughs> Listen, that Halo. Okay, Halo like, Infinite is like we we could do a whole episode on Halo Infinite of just how mismanaged it is. Like, bro, get your head out of your butt and figure this out. <laughs> If you we still don't. We have not. We have not seen Fable gameplay. That's ridiculous. What is happening? That's, that's, Halo well, Infinite well, on well, fire. What about Rare? Like Rare used to push out games a lot. It's just. It is truly baffling. On this and and yeah. Anyways, let's 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 get out of here. That's gonna do it for this episode. Thank you for the question. As always, you can write us five seven four six five one nine two five six gpopfans at gmail.com. Next episode will be on Paradise Killer. Uh, this was Basher's suggestion. I'm not going to say anything else other than yeah, tune, tune into buddy. that episode because <laughs> I, I have a feeling it's going to be a weird one. So there you it's go. Gonna, it's going to be a great one. One, one. one for the record books, guys. There you go. Tainted Grail, check that out. Um, and then after that, who knows what we're going to play. So there's a lot of stuff coming out. We've played. We've all, we both dabbled in some other things, so we'll see what we'll do. But all right, that's going to do this episode of Game Pass or Pass. We'll see you next time with Paradise Killers. Good day, sirs.